Welcome to episode 134 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the sewers of Cripple Peak. The, the oh, sewers? everybody. I guess it's the sewers, Cripple okay. Peak. It's like a Skaven thing. Skaven Stronghold. Mountain. Mountain. Okay. Stronghold. It's got to have some sewers in there that they travel through and they enjoy the splashing of like urine and feces and water. Okay, well, on that that delightful note, that's Scott Prime. I am Steve, a.k.a. Kilowoggy. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um, Well, I'm doing, I guess, okay in life, but, um, (laughs) you know, Uh, I'm going. Any more? That's kind of the best we can hope for. Yeah, it's been a, a rough couple weeks, so. Yeah. That happens. So, um, overall, I mean, life's not too bad. Um, I lost a Blood Bowl game, uh, like terribly. That was awful. That'll happen. And, uh, and, um, let's see, my grandmother, my last remaining grandmother passed away. So that was, you know, you want to say awful because you just never want somebody to pass away. Well, but, of course. I mean, she was 82, and she was a really good person and stuff. So, yeah. like, I was very, very blessed to not have, like, mean grandparents like some of my friends had. So. <laughs> yeah, and then a year and a half of wiping that mean grandparents' butt. Yeah, see? So, <clears throat> could always be worse. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, definitely sorry mine. to hear that. She was a great woman. I met her a couple times and had nothing but nice yeah, things was, to say. Yeah, she was nice. So, um, you know, Grandma Shirley has uh, moved on and, you know. That's okay. That's kind of sometimes happens in life, but uh, yeah. I'm glad she's not hurting anymore. So well, that's for sure. I have been in a funk though, like all pretty much all week. So just been listening to up. Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> yeah, watching I'm Bucket on, from Space. I, I'm doing nothing but listening to the Smiths <laughs> and um, some Cure, and that's that's no, not a I funk. You're in a goth. I'm in, I'm goth Scott now. Yeah. Okay. No, I think it's because my shoulders are just hurting so bad. I don't. I don't really think I get a lot of good sleep right now. So oh. I really should go to the doctor and get them looked at. But like you know, American healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have a. Did I, did I'm I not ready about... to go into debt for the rest of my life just to get my shoulder fixed. Did I tell you about my doctor, quote unquote, doctor's visit that I had? Um, no. Just to get a refill on medication. Simple, you know, a Zoloft, yeah. every, you know, everyday type of medicine. Not a big deal. Have to get a doctor's prescription. Have to see him again. Okay, whatever. Annoying, but fine. So um, I don't want to go in because they have a teleconference. So why wouldn't I spend the 15 minutes to teleconference in versus wasting everyone's time going in? Well, <laughs> an in-person Talks. doctor's visit is a $20 copay. A 15-minute teleconference, they pay 20%. So I got a bill for like 140 bucks. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and I told them, there's no way in hell I'm paying this. So you figure it out. Well, according wow. to your insurance, you know, you have to. I go, yeah, according to my pocketbook, it's not happening. So figure it out. Wow, look at you being all bold and standing firm. Oh, well, I mean... Like a blood bowl gent. It's it's less that than my wallet going. I, I don't know what we're doing, man. <laughs> I know healthcare yeah. in America is really expensive, and don't let anybody joke with you know 
act like, oh, you just got to save money. Because even the people who have lots of money, once their healthcare stuff kicks in and they need surgeries or stuff like that, they're broke. Too, My so. brother, his wife got breast cancer. They were dual income, very high paid income. They put a lot of money into savings. She had the best health care she could, period. And just about went broke because of it. It's um, it's pathetic. It's, we live over here until we either get <laughs> into like you know, like I don't know what you're. We're waiting one injury <laughs> to, away from being broke. <laughs> like I don't so. know your opinion on Thailand, but um, do I need to fly to Thailand? Well, I don't. I, it would be fun. Okay. But uh, I have a coworker who's from Thai, from there, and uh -huh. she is basically here just long enough to do some schooling. She's working two or three jobs, squirreling money away as much as she can. And she's so excited because in December, she's going back. And I'm like, aren't you going to miss all the amenities and stuff? She goes, no, not really. I don't have to worry about health care. I don't have to worry about guns. You know, <laughs> right? I don't have to worry about, yeah. you know, crazy politics stuff. And I have my family and I'm used to it. I'm like, okay, that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. Right. Um, have you played any Blood Bowl lately? Let's get let's get off of uh, being um, terrible healthcare, guns, and politics. Oh so. yeah, that's true. Um, did I? I did you play any of your league games this month? I played one. Yeah, how'd it go? I remember. don't remember. Is this the one where you got smashed? Did I you think... play Paul? Yes. The Cavs Dwarf team. Yes. Luckily, he didn't kill anybody, but yeah, it was bad. I'm, I'm that's, why I was trying to, that's why I was trying to forget it. I, you know. I'm in a real dilemma with our league. Our league goes one more month. Yeah. And in our league, you know, you can decide if you want to play zero, one, or two games just to get the experience because everybody can make the playoffs as long as you play five games. Mm -hmm. And currently. And this won't last too much longer, but uh, currently I'm in first place. I almost lost some players last game to death. Like, of course, it was people with skills. Yeah. I i don't know if I should play any more games in the league next month because, like, I haven't been trying to make sure everybody plays somebody different. Usually in our league, when I do the schedule, I just make sure the first half of the month, like the first half of the season – you don't repeat playing people, and then we do it random again, mm -hmm. and then you, you repeat people, no big deal. But I've made it this far, so I'm determined to make it the last month where nobody has to play a repeat person. If I stay, I could play Drew, which has his Chaos Renegades team, which is pretty powerful. and Or I could play the Ogre team that has a lot of casualties, like, I don't know if it's worth it out of the five teams left. To, like, it sounds like I'm skirting people, but at the same time, our league play doesn't really matter except for the seeding in the playoffs. Yeah. So, and like, after losing, nearly having players die last game, I'm like, maybe I should just take the month off, be happy with whatever seeding I get, and have a healthy team going into the playoffs. So. So, Drew's of course teasing me that I'm um, dodging him. Oh, of course, and, you are. Yeah. I mean, 
part of it is, yeah. I don't want to take injuries. <laughs> but yeah, so like you're right. I lost three to nothing against Paul's uh, Chaos Dwarves, and I have two people missing next game. If I have at least one more game this month, and if I don't lose anybody, I've got about as many skills as I really need. That's kind of where I'm sitting at too. Is, is like I have enough, and I gotta admit, I am very tired. Yeah, of playing Old World Alliance. <laughs> oh, I can understand that. I, I am not made to play like the same team, you know, thirty games or a thousand games, like you know, Core did with mm-hmm. his high elves. I'm just, I don't know if I'm or Core did with Amazons or Core did with any other team. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. Like, there's one thing I don't like about our league. It makes sense the way we do it, and I like how we do it. But the regular season doesn't mean anything because everybody can go into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think maybe, and this is something we could discuss with everybody, but instead of everybody makes the playoffs, now that we have enough people, it could be more selective. It could be only f- you know, four people go in automatically and then two others have to earn their way in and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, there's always, there's always um, room for improvements or... Ways to think about, you know, Blood Bowl yeah. theory for league tour. Because currently, stuff, so. the way it is, you're looking not to play games. I'm wondering if it's worth me trying to keep my good people alive. Well, that's really what it comes down to. Is I would hate to lose, you know, uh, a blitzer that has two to three skills. Yeah. Just because I'm playing a game that, I mean, does it really matter? I mean, not a whole lot between one and four, you know top four spots or something like that mm-hmm. but i don't know I, don't, I just don't know and i know it's it's rare we get into a uh, like blood bowl talk in the opening <laughs> segment but yeah, that's what we're doing here today how Ran- chaotic random blood bowl stuff speaking of which coming up this episode uh we have two segments two but you know kind of how things go um first off i don't know if it's for uh, either way one of them is Jeffro with Chaos Cup. We're going to go. Jeffro over... is here waiting for us right now. So, yes, we were going to go to okay. Jeffro first and talk about Chaos Cup. Is that what it is? And then, okay. and, and, and Chaos Cup and the rules and celebrating the 20th year of Chaos Cup. We're here. Oh, Jeffro's hold on, in, like, in the hot seat. Hold on. Let's see if he's still here. Jeffro, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Let me <laughs> out. Let me out. Yeah, okay. So he wants out. All right. Okay. Um, and then we're going to just talk about kind of a hodgepodge of a couple of different subjects that uh, one that Steve doesn't even know that I, I, I kind of teased last episode. I'm sure he's going to disagree with me on that. There's Ooh, uh, something that he wants to talk to me about. So we're saving it for the podcast and we're just going to have a miscellaneous blood bowl talk and a little bit of tournament talk in the second segments. And then we'll be back for some shout outs. Sounds good. See you then. All right, we're back, and like we told you at the beginning of the show, we have the one and only Jeff Gallenbeck. Jeffro, as he's known to most people in the Blood Bowl world, he is the leader of the Chaos Cup Tournament, and we're celebrating our 20th, <laughs> our 20th year of Chaos Cup. Jeff, welcome to the show. And he comes with his own sound effects. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I made it. I made it. 
(laughs) (laughs) Made it to 20. So what, this has obviously been going on 20 years, but we know that Tom did it and then Johnny. And now how many years have you ran it? What number is this for you? Five? This is the fourth. Fourth? Fourth. Fourth. 2019, 2020, 21, and now 22. Okay. So, yes. Is it getting easier? Um, in some respects, I've got a system down. So there's things that I, and I just keep adding a little bit to the system, um, with regard to like, uh, compartmentalizing things and delegating also, uh, well, and, and being, being a little bit ahead of schedule knowing like, okay, this was done a little bit tight before, and now we're going to do, we're just going to make sure that we put a deadline a little bit ahead of time. So, it's moving things up. I like to plan ahead. So, that's always helpful. And this is year. Is it still the same? Is it the rose again? It is. Yes, we just um, we just had a crazy storm roll through the Midwest here, and it just went south of my town, Glenview, and uh, actually hit Grognards. Um, pretty hard as it was coming towards Chicago and it was going over O'Hare and they're talking about it on the news about how like planes are going to start to shut down. I'm just like the only thing I'm thinking about, not like the huge like rotation of a tornado. And I'm just like, don't hit the Rose hotel. (laughs) So I have to find a new venue. That would suck. Was it the hotel? I mean, was sorry. Was it no, a tornado? No, it was, it was good. The, the huge storm. The huge storm and all the rotation was going over O'Hare. But there was a tornado right by the right by the Rose Hotel. Oh, okay. Um, there was not a touchdown. There was not um, anything close by, and that was because I uh, had thoughts and prayers going. <laughs> complete oh. thoughts and prayers. Cool. Winning. That, that will. Uh... It's going to solve some gun violence soon, too. That's not good on that. It doesn't help with tornadoes, trust us. No, I was just like, don't, don't. We're like, yeah, the Rose Hotel is uh, is is prepped and ready and, and expecting us and looking forward to us. And Awesome. And, and what's the let's, date? Let's talk, let's talk about that really, really quick. I know all of us are kind of long-winded talkers. <laughs> uh, but yeah. real quick, when you first were doing it at the Rose Hotel... They probably didn't have like faith in you. And now that you've shown them that you've done this successfully for three years, they probably cater a little bit more to you now, right? Like they appreciate your business. Uh, a little bit. Actually, I think they appreciate Michael Haley's bar tab and Mark <laughs> bar tab. Yeah, that and would go a long way. Sean Cowley's bar tab at some point in time and uh, Solomon Nicely's bar tab and Aaron Wisniewski's wine tab. And I think they appreciate that a whole lot. They're like, these guys drink, bring them in. <laughs> they do. But also we clean up after each, after ourselves. Like we're, we're a, a generally good bunch of people and yeah. It is rare, I'm sure, for that many people to be drinking and not really have any issues. As much as we give gruff to some of the people who drink and flash people, that's not a common occurrence. Right. Actually, for as much as, yeah, for as much alcohol as was consumed last year, like, seriously, we really didn't have any issues. Everybody's happy. So... Was, yeah, it was good. 
And this year, when is it being held? 24th and 25th of September, the last weekend, 24th. I'm not sure if the 24th is the Friday or the Saturday. Uh, It's 24th, 25th. That's uh, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, yes. So 23rd is the Friday. Yep. 23rd is a Friday. I'm assuming there'll be a Sevens tournament like it has in the past? Yes, Sevens Death Bowl this year. Okay. Is that going to be put on by uh, Jim Luft and the Florida guys? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jim Luft and, um, and Brian, too. Oh, okay. Because Brian, Brian too, runs a Death Bowl tournament for uh, the, the – that's the Friday night activity before Rocky Mountain Rampage. So uh, – And so – are there so special he knows rules? more about how to run a death bowl tournament. Are there special rules for death bowl sevens that people need to find somewhere? Uh, probably at some point in time. I don't know. I'm playing in it. Is that going to be on the website um, for I'm people to go gonna... to? Yes. Okay. Uh, at some point, I will. I'll put uh, rules for once they get them hashed out. <laughs> okay. Jim still needs to uh, test some things. Because we changed the size of the pitch, and so he just wants to make sure. Like oh. I'm telling you, like sevens normally has uh, seven wide in the center, and then two on either side. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven across, and then uh, six deep from the center line. And so it's not a perfect square. Yeah. So for death ball, it either needs to shrink or increase. And so he's just going to make sure that the increased seven by seven square works peachy. Nice. Well, that will, if anybody's interested in, you know, showing up early to play some more Blood Bowl before you play a lot of Blood Bowl, you can do that. And I'm, it's going to be on the NAF site, so you can definitely find the rules there. So nobody fret if you don't see it on the Chaos Cup website itself. It'll, you know, I know Jim's good about putting everything on the NAF. He absolutely is. He's better than me about it. All right, Jeff, we know the theme, <laughs> even though they don't really exist currently but they, they do exist they totally exist scott <laughs> not totally according exist. to gw I could, yeah not according they to totally GW. do the team i mean they doesn't but the name of the things do the space frogs they both they exist well, they that, just that's fly. true they have talked about the space frogs in the slam but Sean. uh so that's the theme this year We're going with the slam i, I love your pitch yes. by the way the pitch does look amazing. The pitch is beautiful. Designed by Jack from Elstrom. Yes. And I ran him through the ringer this year trying to get that blue <laughs> right because that was the the main thing. Like he's he's already fabulous with the details and he's fabulous about how to to set up a pitch and he already has like the the manufacturing of it is is gorgeous. Um but I wanted like when I had the idea for the slam part of the idea was also to make something different that we haven't seen a lot of. And the only other pitch out there that has that same like ridiculous blue that I've seen was the Lutessi pitch from the tournament in France. And so I was like, we'll have a little bit of a call out to Slan from the second edition old school also, the fact that Tom Anders had such a, uh, an influence on developing that initial roster, um, which is probably one of the reasons that Games Workshop doesn't want to 
use them as an eventual release. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's but a lot that's of the reason. That's neither here nor there. So the also the idea of French frogs uh, having a obnoxiously fluorescent blue pitch. I wanted it to match that Boise State uh, football field pitch and just be like ridiculous blue, but still be underwater. And so Jack had an idea about blue beforehand. And then I was like, no, it needs to be <laughs> obnoxious blue. It needs to be like, nasty, like not real water blue, like, like, ow, my eyes hurt blue. Yeah. And the way it looks like, it looks like it's clear water and you're seeing the blue marble tile underneath. So it looks amazing. You know, my first impression when I saw it, it looks like, you know how like some of the painters will paint with like a paint knife and like glob paint on the yeah. texture. That's exactly yes. what I thought the field I could was. See that, I yeah. loved it from the beginning. So, oh, no. that's an interesting idea for a pitch—an abstract painted one with the texture. Uh, well, that's what I kind of like about this with the with the water effect that he put on it because mm. it's obviously stone underneath, and, and even the logo. He was like, "So you want the logo floating on top of the water and not and not change?" And I was like, "No, I want the logo to like." be all warped and shit mm -hmm. like don't want it to be under underneath the water it looks awesome. like, really is, is aj is aj gonna be okay with that and i was like aj got paid for this so yeah. he's gonna be fine it's like, your logo once you pay for it he has sold it so but plus i think aj would think it's awesome too yeah he's a big fan of slam well, and the fact that the logo is going to be on everything else, anyways, not underwater, so that's not going to hurt it at all. So, no. All right, how many are you expecting this year? Well, uh, what's your a, what's your expectation? What's my expectation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want the do you want the naive hopeful or the realistic <laughs> like logistical planner? Both. We got time. I, I want both, yeah. Okay, so I set the like I comfortably as many as we can fit in the space that we have is one fifty two. Okay. So we want one fifty two is forty more than we had when we broke the record last year. And so forty more people than what we had last year is going to be a lot. It would be really cool if we got there. So naively hopeful that we sell out. But quite frankly, I just think that we're probably going to get as many, um, possi possibly more people than we got last year. If we had to so. bet, I would take the high number and say you, you max out. It seems like every tournament so far this year has exceeded expectations when it comes to numbers. I don't think you'll yeah, max but, up, but I think I think you will break the record. I think you'll get more than one. I, I think Yeah, I think we'll set I, I really think we'll set another record. Um but I mean one fifty is it's still like on the oh, like what are some of the UK tournaments pulling? Yeah. Like on a on a regular basis they have like one fifty and, and two hundred and I, some of their larger stuff. I would put a call out to everybody. If you can make it, please do. It goes a long ways for the future of the events in America if we show that we can pull a lot of people at these events. Because I know GW is starting yeah. their own stuff back up. And we'd like to show them that, yeah, you know, we actually have this. We don't need you coming back and doing your own thing. 
and getting litigious. Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's popular enough. The game's gotten popular enough. It's just, yeah. Do people see this as a as a a thing to want to go to? I definitely think they do because at Oklahoma Bowl and stuff, there was a lot of first timers and stuff there that you know maybe traveled just to play Oklahoma Bowl, and you know we never tell people. At least I don't think we've ever said like, no, you don't want to go there. So I think we're we're pretty good advocates yeah. of like, oh god, yeah, you have to go do this. No, you have it, to do. This. If, you know, and, if there's one tournament in the U.S. to go to, it's definitely the Chaos Cup. I mean, it's the major. Sure. It has the coolest swag. It has the camp environment feeling. It has in the Chicago. double rankings. Yeah. So if you really shit the bed, your score <laughs> is screwed forever. Yeah. <laughs> If someone takes halflings and does so bad, they should have got the wooden spoon, but don't. That halfling yeah. ranking is never coming back. You should be happy you didn't get the wooden spoon, Steve. We'll argue about that forever. We sure will. <laughs> uh, Jeff, there's a big GW RAM like gaming convention thing that I don't know what the proper name is. That's the coming U.S. To Open. City. What is it called? It's the U.S. Open. Okay, the Games Workshop U.S. Open. It's coming in, the, I think, late October. It's in Kansas City. Does you oh, yes. feel like this affects Chaos Cup at all? No. No. Okay. No. and I, I mean, it's kind of in a little bit in the same way people are asking me, like, oh, are you going to schedule Chaos Cup around uh, World Cup? And I was like, well, I'm obviously going to not have it on the same weekend yeah um, <laughs> right but we're and while i would encourage as anybody and including myself to to go to world cup um even over chaos cup there is sometimes people aren't going to be able to do it yeah. like some people aren't just going to be able to afford to, to travel that far for that long or they're not going to want to play blood bowl if they if they do that and so chaos cup would be a great like consolation prize in that regard and so in in this same sense not to say that the games workshop uh tournament would be a consolation prize to chaos cup some people might not be able to travel to chaos cup and that one would be more viable for them financially and time-wise so go to it i was just curious what your thought was because uh I, I initially, once we heard about that, I, I heard some rumblings of like, well, I wonder if that affects Chaos Cup and this and that. And I even thought like, yeah, I wonder if it really does. Because, but at the same time, I think people know what's in their budget and what's in their future. And they, right, you know, like there's no way I'm going to a tournament 12 hours away. But oh yeah, if there's one four hours away, my wife doesn't get so upset and I can go to that. And yeah, so and I, like, yeah, me I think, personally, Chaos Cup's worth flying to. The U.S. Open is not. So. No doubt. Well, and also it, a little bit along that same line, um, where are you hitting people when they're when they're just learning this game? Like, yeah. is this somebody that has just picked up the game in six months ago? Are they going to want to go to Chaos Cup? Or, ooh, you know what? If this one is, like, within a four-hour drive and they can go to that one, um, maybe that's a, a better stepping stone like even i went on a uh, a little bit of a soapbox at last chaos cup um because even though we like yeah we broke the record for uh for attendance like if this. you have an idea for a tournament and you want 
to hold it and you have an idea. And if six people show up, that's awesome. Like we should have more small tournaments. The more small tournaments that we have around the country, that's what's going to build our big ones. Yeah. Like we're not like, yes, we can have a a 200 person tournament, 250 person tournament uh, once a year or once every two years. But if that's all we have, then it's not going to really grow because, you know, you don't have as many people have a chance to win it. You, I can go. I can go win a a, a four person tournament if I have good enough dice. Like <laughs> if I had to play as a coach at Chaos Cup, I uh, lose to Extreme in forty five minutes and get my elves wiped off the pitch and lose three to nothing. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been there to some extent. <laughs> yeah, so. um, there's no. Um, I never go to Chaos Cup thinking like I legit have a chance to stop in that thing. So. <laughs> I did up until but, I ran into Siggy. I was like, "Nope." Yeah, <laughs> but at least you. Well, I it. agree with you, and that's what I, you know. We always encourage people when they say, "I ran a tournament, but I only got eight people," and we just keep telling them, "Like, you have to just be consistent with running them." And if you want Blood Bowl in your area, you have to. You, you have, have to run, to run Blood Bowl. Yeah. You know, that's the only way these things get going. I, you know, at the store, I'm the only guy that plays. The, the goofy Dragon Ball Super card game. If I want tournaments, I have to run them. So I, I do it so I can play some Dragon Ball. And same thing with the Blood Bowl stuff. And, you know, first Oklahoma Bowl, I think we got 20. Is that right, Steve? I and think then the we had 24. One, and the second one, we had 18 or something. 16 or 14, I think is what it was. Anyways, been, yeah. it, wasn't, it went down. And we kind of were sad about it. Yeah. But we just said, okay, we're going to keep running this thing. And you know, I admittedly, as much as I love everybody coming to the big events, because it's like a big, you know, I don't want to say fraternity because I don't want to say we're frat boys or anything like that. But it's a big family atmosphere where you see everybody. But at those events, I always walk away going, I didn't see enough people. Mm-hmm. But when we have the smaller events, when there's 12 or 16 people, I feel like I got to spend my time with everybody in my family. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why and that's why Chaos I, Cup's so yeah. cool too, because you don't it's not just the games. You're there all night. Everyone's staying at the same hotel. You're grabbing people and heading to lunch or going to dinner or playing games. Yes, and getting zero sleep. Yeah. Zero much. sleep. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Twenty years of Chaos Cup. Chaos Cup, if people are not familiar with it, the reason, the whole reason I wanted to go to Chaos Cup back in the day is because it's in the fluff, it's in the books. And back in the day, Tom made little characters from the old Chaos Cup team (laughs) that he gave away at the tournaments. So is there any fluffy stories, any background you want to bring to the fluff cast of both down? Oh, to the fluff cast of both Oh, like fluff-wise for... Anything. For, uh, it's, your, it's your story time, Jeff. Oh, story time? If you um, want. I don't know. You got fluff. It's 20th anniversary. You got to have something. You oh, played back in second edition. You know what Chaos Cup came from. Well, I know it came back from the, from, I just think back to the Pete Nifton artwork of the Slan and, and the models that Games Workshop never came out with for the damn team that looked so cool in that book. Um, so no, I just wanted, uh, I wanted 
frog teams. One leap in space frogs. Oh, uh, leaping space frogs. I do think we're going to get a leaping team eventually from GW. I just don't think it's going to be space frogs. Do you think it's going to be a cast team? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think we're going to... I think they're going to make everybody happy. Maybe this is just a dreamer in me. I think we're going to either get the, what is it, the Kislev Circus team? Most likely. A Chaos Mutated team with like long legs and pogo stick. I don't know. That I could but, see. I could see a, a, a Slim Nash team like that. They listen to you, Scott. Do you know they listen to you? They'll they listen, listen to me? They totally listen to you. They listen they take, to us. Take your opinions into account. But they do not oh, obey yeah. us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We would I mean, if, if they would actually obey. They do not what obey us. If they would actually pay attention and do <laughs> no, what we say, <laughs> they'd be putting out card packs without those stupid blank cards. <laughs> no, nah, so that's right. probably the one thing that they're like. You know, we're going to keep doing this so that they don't think that we listen to them and <laughs> do all the rest of the shit. That's really cool. Well, enjoy not getting my money. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Look, if they I make by the card. A slant, whether it's the Kislev team or not, everybody's going to buy one of those model kits and use their old models just as well as the new ones. So it's printing money, man. It's printing money. So uh, a little bit of, yeah. Yeah. Punga has a really nice slant team. Did you see that one? That's one. There's a lot of nice slant teams out there. I have the J Bone one that I've probably never going to get print or painted, but I have them. I, I did have those until yeah. I sold them for, to someone who paid me way too much money for them. Well, that's okay. You made them happy. They made you happy. Yes, they did. I sold my uh, my Roll Jordan uh, frog team to a guy in France. <laughs> I sold I sold my uh, team because I wanted this is something I didn't I wasn't quite entirely happy with them. Um, but they were they were painted decent to a tabletop quality, and I just post them because I was just like I want I want different models. Different models will inspire me, and this team is done. And so a Frenchman actually contacted me. I forgot what his name was, but I was like I'll will even sell them to you for less if you keep all of their names because I named all of uh, <laughs> I named all of them after. Oh, apologies. Um, I named them all like French names, <laughs> like uh, Jean Paul and uh, Pierre and, and uh, Jacques, Jacques the Crocs. I'm sure all the French like, people listening it. are just so annoyed at you right now. They're yeah. completely annoyed. They are not French <laughs> names, that is not how we talk. Is he cigarette? It's yeah, so good. <laughs> I have a horrible French accent. Although it's probably because I slept through French class. To be fair, so do they. So, yeah. um, we have we have a Frenchman coming to Chaos Cup this year. Nice. It is it is an international event. He actually he's living in, well, he's living on the East Coast, but he was actually one of the the first people to register. So. Speaking of, oh, you have opened up registration. And people, registration is open. You can go to chaoscup.com and register there. In addition to registering, you can get a pitch. You can get t-shirts, hoodies, football jersey, hockey jersey. Anything else I'm missing out on? Uh, I 
think that's pretty much the sway. Oh, uh, Brendan Smith, who did uh, so, ye old laser Smith, yeah, um, is actually going to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post a few of the pictures of stuff that he made. He's gonna make mugs and and things, and rather than bring a bunch and expect to sell them and then uh, whatever, he's gonna just take pre-orders. Yes, um, and I said, you know, I was, I was like, I don't want to deal with delivering them and i don't want to deal with the money of taking them but if i will set up a page so that people can go to it and contact you directly to order stuff and then you can bring it to the tournament all in one big box and people can have stuff i said you know you don't and they uh, brendan does great stuff they all do up there so um if there's something that you want and you want to customize it reach out let him know i'm sure he'll do it and bring it to him bring yeah, it to they're there. good to they're good with like work with ideas and stuff like that. If you can get in the right like line art vector and stuff like that, they can customize stuff really good. So, just for everybody exactly. out there, the registration is open. But just to make a note here, the, the pitch is really cool, and it might be something. Uh, well, it, as of right now, it's a pitch that I'm actually going to purchase, even though I don't need a pitch. I just love the design of it so far. Even if I don't make it to Chaos Cup, I'm going to probably pick up this pitch. But the deadline for the pitches and the shirts and stuff, hats, hoodies, hockey jerseys, etc., is the 29th of August. So just be aware of that. If you are know you're going to go to Chaos Cup, but you're that guy who waits to the last second to actually register, which I've been that guy the last few tournaments I went to. So <laughs> it, you're going to miss out on that stuff. So really pay attention to those deadlines. I would even say register for the tournament before you even have to throw me money for the pitches or t-shirts. If you're unsure about whether you're going to be able to afford a pitch or a t-shirt and you still want to come, I would register now. You can always add stuff up to the deadline. No problem. You don't have to do it in one fell swoop. Oh, that's even better. But if we, right. If we sell out, um, and you miss a space because you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to pitch, so I don't know if I'm going to register. And then all of a sudden, we're out of spaces. And that would suck. So uh, don't, don't wait to register. We can always add stuff later. And if you can't, if you're not sure if you're going to come, um, uh, there were a couple people from uh, East Coast, uh, Nancy and Joe Poxlater, who were like, we might have an event or something like that. And I was like, you know, register. Let me, I'll, you know, pencil you in or whatever. Send me, send me money. We'll mail your space back. And as long as I hear uh, ahead of time with enough time, if your family event comes up and we can, somebody else can, you know, snap up your tickets, then that'll be fine too. Um, but I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather the same thing you had said, Steve, like, let me know if you're coming. Yeah. And do we know what do we know what uh, swag you're giving away this year? Giving away a, a lot of swag actually. The the coin is going to be done by Charlie Vector Products. So the coin is getting an upgrade, but it, it will still be uh it will still be neat. And then we're keeping it within the the Blood Bowl community as opposed to like giving it to the the crown, you know, trophy crown awards, conglom- yeah. mm-hmm. crown awards conglomerate. I was like, you know, I'd rather just Duncan take care of it. He makes great stuff and it's going to cost, 
I think it costs a little bit more this year, but I that's probably from shipping and yeah, it's and, worth uh, it. just general whatever increase in cost of everything right now. So um, I wasn't even expecting Crown Crown Awards to be as inexpensive as they had been before. So yeah, so give them coin, give them dice. Uh, Jack from Maelstrom is doing dice again. Again, keep it in the in the community. Um, and then, uh, oh, so Sean Cowley has a 3D printer and showed me some of the Punga miniatures. They're Punga's slanting, which is just gorgeous. And so he has offered to print those up for free to give them away as the model this year for the star player Nice salon ringer that everybody will get at the end in round six of the tournament. Nice. And those models are gorgeous. They're really gorgeous. You're going to want a whole team, but even if you don't, you're going to get one if you show up. And so uh, folks will get that. And I am sending a whole team of that off to Emma Svensson. You might not, uh, recognize the name um but she's a uh lady that musical artist paints no she (laughs) uh paints 40k (laughs) miniatures uh she's in denmark but she's an absolutely fabulous painter and she doesn't take commissions either um and i've asked her a couple times i was like are you sure you don't take commissions like what if they paid you more money than you thought you would make from them and she was she's like no i don't take commissions um, I said, what if I send you a team and I just want you just to paint it? Like, I'm not even going to tell you how to paint it, and I don't even want it back. You keep it. Just send me pictures of what you do. And she was like, oh, that I could do. <laughs> and so Sean just sent me the things today. I'm going to pop them in the mail to her, and she's going to paint a bunch of stuff for the star player card. Wow, nice. And I'm sure they're going to be gorgeous. So. And so you also get a dice bag. I see here. The dice and bag. And a, dice and a patch. Getting an upgrade. And a patch. Ooh. Actual, actual woven patch. Yes. Mm. I got a one day, I will never do this, but every now and then I think like, I'm just going to go down to the sports shop here and more. I'm going to buy old like letter jacket from high school. And then I'm going to have them put every one of my like blood bowl patches all over the sleeves. And then I just Bomb. never do that. Okay. Well, Gregory sporting Bob, goods, Bob, Bob will, Criswell, has it? they will do a custom Jersey or a custom letterman jacket for you. Starting price is about 200. Oh, I know. I'm about to have to buy one from my oldest daughter. Is that, oh, geez. Is that just because it's leather? Yeah, and it's custom, and they can get away with it. They're nice yeah, jackets. It's, it's but... leather. They're a nice local business. They sold me my Letterman jacket back in junior high and high school, so like they've been around forever. So. Yeah, we All were right, looking yeah. into Letterman jackets a while back for World Cup last time. And when we found oh, out the pri- when we found out the prices were like, a hoodie's fine. We'll just go with the hoodie. That's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Yeah. I wanna, can, can we go, talk oh, about rules? 
Oh, we one other rules? thing. One other thing before we go, before we go to rules. Um, I also been looking at lanyards because if we have this many people, I think it would be nice to have everybody be able to see what the name of the person is that they're sitting across from. You guys did that once at Oklahoma Bowl. I had we meant do that. to keep doing like name we tags. We do I know you guys. Year. You guys do that every year, and it's awesome. And I and I'm stealing your idea. I need to do it because it's a great, great idea. I'm glad because um, more people should do it, especially a tournament that size. It's so much nicer. They're a little pricey. Like, and I and I'm a, I'm a nerd about wanting um, fancy lanyards that kind of match the the theme of stuff. And so it's a it's a little uh, little pricier. I haven't asked Mike yet. In the budget, yeah, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I will look up the ones that we did and see if I can find that and pass it along because while a little bit pricey, if you plan ahead, you can save money, right? What's the other thing? Like, if I order them now, they're like, Oh, if you want it in six days, then it's gonna cost us. I was like, Oh no, shit, I have three months, we're gonna be fine, mm-hmm. like, let's go. So, yes, that will be one more thing, cool. Because it's important to be able to know, like that's that's one of the big things about playing in person, to know the name of the person that's across from you. Yeah, it's always yes. annoying to sit down and be like, "And your name?" As uh, was that was that Schwarzma? As <laughs> uh, right. What what does your sheet? Can I have a copy of your sheet? Oh, your name is Schwarzma. Okay, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> Is this a World Cup story here? <laughs> no, it's just every once in a while that'll happen. It's just like I don't. Am I? Am I? Are you saying that right? And then I look at the sheet. And I'm like, oh, they are saying that right. I just have never heard that before. Okay. Uh, Chaos Cup this year. Let's. I want to talk about rules because even though I didn't go to Chaos Cup last year, I'm pretty sure this is a new rule set for you. Is that correct? Absolutely new rule set. This is probably the biggest change that the rules have had to go through um ever possibly so this year you get 1.12 million to buy your team then yes then you have like skill points in like three different tiers Star player points. Star player points. Star player points. You're right. You're right. What did I say? (laughs) Anyways, tier one teams get 42 star player points. And this includes the team Amazons, Chaos Dwarves, Dark Elves, Dwarf, Human, High Elf, Lineman, Necromantic Horror, Norse, Orcs, Shambling Undead, Underworld Denizens, and Wood Elf. Then for tier two teams, you get... 54 star player points. This is Black Orc, Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegade, Elven Union, Imperial Nobility, Corn, Nurgle, Old World Alliance, Skaven Slon, Snotlings, Tomb Kings, and Vampires. And then for Tier 3, you get 66 star player points, and that's for Goblins, Halflings, Ogres. And I'm just reading... Here in the rule pack, primary skills are six star player points. Secondaries are 12. That's just like if you were in like a league play. Uh, maximum Correct. four of any skill type. So if I had a, you know, a chaos pack team or something or a chaos renegade team, I can only have four blocks maximum on that. Um, you may put a secondary or second primary skill on a player, 
but it counts as a selected primary skill. Correct, so which will cost more because it's your second one. Okay. I was just clarifying this because I've actually written it down uh, slightly differently in the three different places it's published on the internet. Um, but the website is correct, and the website follows the book, um, which is one of the things that Chance um, uh, did for, for Three Die Brawl, um, which is follow the books, start player points. You get a okay. uh, primary right. skill for six. If it's your second primary skill, then it's actually costing you eight star player points. So, yeah, total of 14. And you have that example here. Star players, in addition to their hiring fee, cost you an extra 12 star player points due to the popularity of market demand. Morgue, Griff, Hackflim cost 18 instead of the 12. So Correct. Before, because I've already looked at this, and while I don't like tiering systems, because to me the game is made where teams should be equal, and I get, it drives me insane, and I'm sorry, my European friends, uh, y'all might know no. Blood Bowl better than me, but every time y'all say, oh, I went, you know, four and one with halflings, and then I look at the builds, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, you had twice as many skills, you know, so I just want to hear from your yes. point of view why you went to this and how you feel like it might help. Um, so I'm... I'm totally with you with regard to tiers. Uh, the game is inherently imbalanced, but I think it's also inherently imbalanced for league. So exhibition things are slightly different. Um, I was very, really, I was very hesitant with tiers and how it would uh, actually um, affect um, like the, the differentiation of what, what teams might get more because of it, what teams might get less. Um, blah 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 so i'm i'm very cognizant of that and i will also say just straight out i have no idea how this is going to work don't know okay um i think the point of the new rules and new tournaments is that we need to try things differently we need to people just need to try something different to find out if it doesn't work so let's try something different did you get this somewhere else or did you come up with this I came up with this after a number of discussions with a bunch of notable rule sharks okay. and people who uh, really, really, really pay attention to uh, the the builds. Uh, Rich Heffernan, um, uh, my buddy in Minnesota, who is really, really cognizant of rules. He's a really smart guy. Um, uh, Mike Kuhn uh, has not won Chaos Cup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last three times he played, even though he got to the to the top table, he's a really smart guy, really good coach, um, and so like. So what you're saying them, is not us. I get it. Not <laughs> you guys. No, I didn't ask you guys. Hey, I, I played Mike. About. I played Mike. Too. <laughs> he always plays chaos boards, if I remember correctly. Yes, or, he does. No, he doesn't. Well, no, nope, he doesn't. Undead. No, I think he played against me. Uh, maybe I have the wrong Mike. No, Mike Coon. Uh, he's played Chaos Dwarves at Chaos Cup before, so it's very possibly that you've lost to him. Um, but no, the last Chaos Cup he played Necro, and he didn't have any star players, and he got to the top table at Chaos Cup um, and uh, eventually lost. He lost to uh, to Sigi Lama uh, against Pro Elves mm -hmm. with, with Chaos Dwarves. 
Um, I've played in I lost Underworld, both and of those. he played uh, Chaos Renegades. So he, he's he's played a number of different races. Okay. He knows how to play them all races. And I'm pretty sure he went to World Cup too. Yes, I don't know what he don't know what played there, but no. Um, then with regard to like the the backbone of the rules themselves, I actually took that uh, weird tournament um, that had happened over in I think it might have been in Denmark. Steve, the one that had like it had like seven tiers or something like that, but so it the one broke Prague? out and they they gave me the idea of using the actual star player points yeah. for breaking down things. They also like traded gold at a at a at a level like gold pieces were worth a certain amount of star player points and you could exchange them. I thought that was rather it was more complicated than I wanted to deal with. Um seven tiers was also way more than I wanted to deal with. I was like, okay, if we're going to go to tiers, we're doing three tiers. We're doing the good teams, we're doing the not good teams, and then we're doing the joke teams. And that's that's it and so i was like you know tier three is ogres halflings and goblins those are the teams that are not competitive uh stunty like even snotlings i was like no snotlings are not as bad as halflings goblins oh i agree ogres so snotlings with swarming and the fact that you, know, you could throw out potentially two trolls and two pump wagons and morgue and and have 14 players on the pitch like yeah. that's a nastiness that's not a tier three team oh no eh. my so. my guy got thrown out for fouling i only have 12 people left now <laughs> right exactly um so that'll, that'll be that'll be one of the things people are a little uh i had some i had some questions um, from people pose about it, not necessarily that they even disagreed with Snotlings being in tier in tier two. They were just like, really? They're, but they're stunty, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> they have the legit. player stunty, but they're not granted the rank of stunty. Right. Yes. Um, so but no, and then I looked at uh, Nate Beam's um, rules from AAAC, or is it ACCC? I forget. ACCC. It's three of one letter and one of another. Atlantic City Charity um, Cup. There you go. ACCC. Um, and he wasn't even necessarily entirely happy with his rule set there, but I was like, this is, it's a decent backbone for um, for a lower number of tiers. And also, um, I think some of the verbiage that he had for um, buying the skills and setting up the teams and and whatnot. So I kind of mushed those two together and tweaked it with uh, some of the conversations that I had with, with people. And um, yeah, if I can get Nate Beam and Mike Muller to both look at the same rule set and say, oh, that's not bad. Like those two guys disagree on some shit. <laughs> and so the fact that they both, uh, both were uh, pretty open to it. No, no major, uh, concerns it'll be fun it'll be interesting it will be interesting for people to pay that extra star player points to take griff morg or hack Flynn. as a guy who played griff last last month i mean that guy is i hate playing against him and he's just so much he's like everything yeah <laughs> so, is he worth is he worth three skills yeah i don't know i think i 
I think it's that's the that's the over under that you put at it. Like, yeah, think, some people might say, "Oh no, he's totally not worth putting three separate skills on somebody else," and other people would be like, uh, "Yeah, he's worth three. He's worth four. I don't he's know. I, I have enough games played yet under the new rules, but I definitely think star players. Before you tried to fit them in to your teams in the past, just for fun. Like, I know this guy sucks. I just want to play him because I have the model. Yeah. Now it's right. like, man, this guy's really good. How, How can I feel the team me, around him? Not to play him, you know? Like, yeah. Well, before like, it was you had a team and you would possibly play with the star. And now it feels like I'm going to play with the star and see what team I can fit around him for the tournament. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like it. Or, or what team do you really want to play? Also, how could I dress it up? What's the what's the the icing on the cake or the the sparkler that's that's shining on top of it? Um, and it's like having so. a key lime pie. Like I really want a key lime pie, and then you put a, a lemon cake on top of it. Like <laughs> that's not key lime. Pie. You're just adding a lemon. Don't you like lemon cake? Well, yeah. Other people are going to eat the lemon. I get it, but. It's not a key lime pie anymore. You just threw the scrap on top of it. Oh, that I sounds used, amazing, Steve. See? That's what I'm I, saying. I used practically the same analogy <laughs> on uh, the Facebook site for Blood Bowl Community when somebody was asking about uh, fouling while you are stalling. <laughs> it's like, mm. wait, oh, so you're stalling and then you're also fouling somebody while you're stalling? I was like, that's like putting whipped cream on an already frosted cake that sounds delicious i love it <laughs> yes foul while you stall I, I can agree with that one but I'm, i just i the stars take away from the team aspect to me that being said i will be playing with stars when i go to the world cup with my norse team because how can i not yep. they're just too good well i mean even if it's not necessarily overpowered but it's fun like, I have been having an absolute blast playing with my Nurgle team that has Lord Borak on it. I played Jim Morgan at Adepticon, and Jim Morgan was playing Ogres, but he had his Chaos Dwarf that he's played forever, like since 2003, 2004, when the NAF was just formed. And he had this Chaos Dwarf model that was this, like, Pete Rose-ish player coach and he's like right. oh sometimes he's a player on the team when i'm playing chaos dwarves but when i'm not playing chaos dwarves he's the coach of whatever other team so i have him coaching the ogres today and i was playing my nurgle team with lord borak and i was like oh player coach oh get out of here and so we were starting <laughs> to jaw each other me like basically sports role playing with a, a made up voice for Lord Borak saying, Oh yeah, Mr. Uh, what's your name? Mr. Elbow, Mr. Hat, Mr. Whatever. And then, you know, he would jaw back and forth our game. We were jaw and we were trash talking each other so much that our first half took an hour and a half. And we, we were running out of time because we were having such a blast jawing back and forth. Like I, I even had Lord Borak like fall back into a safety position um, at some point tactically. And within the context of the game, I had him basically run towards 
Jim's coach, Mr. Elbow on the sideline, <laughs> be like just yapping at him back and forth. And then he ordered some of his guys to foul Lord Borak when he was on the ground. He's like, oh, me. See? Oh, what kind of coach are you? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's called tactics. And Lord Borak's like, oh, I got tactics. I'll pull down my pants and show you my tactics. So, <laughs> See, distracting people is a solid strategy. We were distracting. We were distracting each other, right. and then we realized we only had a half hour to play the next half, and we both like both flew through. But if you know, we actually finished on time. Well, good. But if you were winning, <laughs> if you further distract him, it slows him down. I mean, that's on him. Are you saying well, you've I done that? Oh, I've I've done many dirty things like that before. Oh, and everybody thinks I'm the butthole of the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. You really are the salty butthole. Of the it is a strategy. <laughs> if they fall victim to it, that's not on me. Wow. You heard it here, everybody. Oh. You said huh. all the free stuff, but like. Very interesting. No, Jim and I had no uh, ulterior motive for that. We were at, we tied zero, zero. Like we had the best game and we tied zero zero, but it was very competitive and he was playing ogres and I was playing Nurgle. So neither of our teams were actually like good. Good is overrated. It was a hilarious game. How'd we get on that tangent? I don't know. Role playing. Ogres, snotlings. I don't know. We, we get on show enough. The Shogun of Harlem. Okay. Tearing. So you're going to look at these rules and then you're going to wait till next year to see how they play out, right? I mean, that's the. I mean, everything's adjustable. I mean, fed to. Every, everything's adjustable. It seems like more tournaments are going towards tiers. And so. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't that's... know how I feel about that, but. I'm willing to like give it a shot a few times, then complain later. I think ultimately, oh, shoot, isn't the NAF championship going no star players? Yeah, I think so. Are they really? That's pretty drastic in my friends. Like, you can opinions all well and good about no star players, like to just straight up ban star players in a major tournament. That's a that's a bold choice. I think I at this point, it. it's just a matter of with the game changing as much as it does now, we just have to expect the rules to change in tournaments all the time. No tournament's going to have the same rules the next year that it does now because things will change. Unless you come to Oklahoma yeah. where Scott's an old cr- curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, even you add little things of your own. And that's that's part of the cool thing. Like that's the neat thing about it. Like I don't think everybody wants the 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 overall overarching meta that everybody stands so that everybody can play it. I think they want that so that they can put their own little variations on it. Oh, I'm going to do this and tweak it. I I agree. Like again, I when I first saw your tears, I was like, oh no, Jeff, why, why, why? And then I thought about it. Yeah. After really, really reading it and thinking about it, and I thought, well, maybe it's you know we changed up the rules a little bit for Oklahoma Bowl, like team building and stuff, just to see. Um, some other t- tournaments lately, I noticed they're going with a little bit bigger builds, almost mm-hmm. encouraging star players. But that's fine because we we got to figure out what's a good place. So yeah. the only way you do that is 
by playing. So I'm going to not complain until I see it in action and have a valid reason to complain about it. So. <laughs> so. Uh, I think it'd be great seeing so many Morgs and Griff and Hackflim. I mean, I played Morg back when he was not cool to play because he was overpriced. But you know, nobody nobody gives you credit for that. <laughs> well, I mean, even now, like nowadays, like I've I've played uh, against him, and I mean, obviously, stats wise and lore wise, you know why he's one of the greatest star players on the pitch. And the same point. Boy can have a shit game, and the rest of your team can do stuff around him, and he can not have an effect. Somebody can take him out, um, or he can just like swing and miss uh, for the majority of the game. I mean, he's a he's a focal point still, but sometimes that's all he is. According to Blood Bowl Three, um, Bob Bifford took him down. He hey, doesn't. Really? He doesn't okay. say it specifically, but. Jim kind of asks, like, have you guys ever faced on the pitch? And, you know, it's like, it was decided. Blah, blah, blah. Just throwing that oh, out there. Oh, yeah. So do you think I'm... we're going to have a snot team win the Stunty Cup? Just for obvious reasons, being the, the hot best Stunty team out there? Um, No. Not if, not if they be take um, Morg, Griff, or, uh, or Hackblunt. Well, that's true. Yeah, it'll most likely be a halfling. Someone who's like Phil, someone who's good with halflings and just throws on some good star players. There you go. Yeah. We'll see. I I beat I beat Phil with goblins at three die brawl. I'm trying to Not make him bragging, feel better. I'm trying to make him feel better. Kinda of bragging. Oh no, make him feel bad about it. I killed <laughs> Carla with a boot. <laughs> I, who else did I I think I killed both of his star players by fouling them. Jeez. Um, yeah, goblins. Goblins got better. They're still horrible. Oh, dude. But I, they got they got better. But you can throw people for touchdowns now. Mm. Nah. Let's not talk about goblins. <laughs> All right, you're giving the twelve awards, is what I see here. Uh, champion, second place, third place, best defense, best offense, most brutal. I am chaos, which I love that for the theme of Chaos Cup. So that, in case you're listening to the first time, that is an award for the highest chaos, chaos renegades, Nurgle, or corn team, which I love. So good job on that for keeping that around. I think Johnny did Johnny start that, or is that a Katie thing? No, Johnny. Johnny had that going. Okay, well that's a that's a great addition. Best comeback award, that's the uh, highest increase in standings after two rounds. Stunty Cup. And then we have the Champion Space Frog Brawler Award. Most balls loosened, loosed in the yes. final round with assists by the Slan Ringer. Yes. Okay. The, the Slan Ringer. Here we give you the both down exclusive on the Slan Ringer. He is going to have the typical Slan. Uh, variation of their leap, which is the equivalent of pogo stick. Uh-huh. Guard. Like it. Sidestep and fend. Mm. All right. Space Frog Baller Award. I, I mean, who wouldn't want the Space Frog Baller Award? 
Then we have Best Sportsman, Wooden Spoon, and I assume you're still going to do painting awards. Is that correct? Oh, yes. I don't judge them because my eyes is bad. Um, But, yes. Okay. Uh, So, if you're out there, you've never been to Chaos Cup, it's games all weekend. Just so you know, if you you get tired of Blood Bowl, somebody's going to be – SolCon will be happening where there's board games everywhere. You can play board games with people. If you want to just go to drink, you can do that. If you're just good at painting models and suck at Blood Bowl, you can go win awards still at Chaos Cup. That's what's amazing about it. I'm actually considering um, taking pictures of people's teams and finding – I've gotten really good at posting things. And so if I have a decent internet connection – what I would love to do is rather than have people crowd around and take a look at things, people can submit things to me. That way they can still play with their team, but I can take a picture of it like Saturday night and then mm-hmm. post it on the site and people can vote from the web page. I'm going to try that. I'm going to see if I have enough time to do it, but I think that would be a, a great way for people to actually see everybody's work in it's best light and not have it be rushed and also be a, li- a li- for a little bit of posterity um, because I love the hobby side of it. It's um, definitely a great idea and it's just, it takes so much to do. Like trying to I take think the if photos. You have a, a and... good setup. If I have a decent setup for lighting so that I can bring in something like either a light table and a couple lamps, whatever, yeah. so that my, my pictures that like every, every team would have the same background, every individual model would have the same background lighting. I think I could get it done. So I'm going to, I'm going to challenge myself to do that. Um, we do. I'm still not going to vote. If you do that, present them. Make sure to make a list and number it and write names down with player with the team name and the coach name. Because when we did that, we had someone do it for us and it, everything worked out pretty well. But then it was like, wait, whose team is this? Oh crap! I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not as organized maybe as Jeff, though. Come on. Well, no. I mean, it's just experience. I'm sure other tournaments have done it, but, you know, it's just a lot of effort. I'm sure you can do it. It is a lot of effort. Especially if there's going to be a hundred and some people. Dude, there's going to be a hundred, I'm calling it 122. That's my number. That's my prediction. Oh, you're going to go 122? We'll put 122 is going to be the over-under. Steve? I go over. You're going to go over? I was going to go over, too. Well, hey. You can as well. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Uh, it's what else be you got for you? What um, else you got? What else? With regard to the tournament? Well, here, I'll do this. Since we get teased all the time for being the food podcast that talks about Blood Bowl sometimes. <laughs> if you've never been to Chaos Cup, go to Chaos Cup. You get to see the Chicago area, which is really cool. And it makes you really like you'd love visiting it, but you're like, I don't want to live here in Chicago, but I'd like to live around Chicago because there's a lot of cool things. But <laughs> there's lots of really fun places to visit downtown. There's like the museums, the aquariums, and all that stuff. Uh, it's fun. It's actually fun and kind of creepy to get on like the subway there or whatever because I get the scared. L. Yeah. And I love it at the same time to like people watch and just to experience that because I'm from a town where we don't have buses and trolleys and trains. So getting to kind of do that is fun. In addition, 
you have to hit uh, <clears throat> the uh, hot dog place. What's that? Uh, oh, Portellos. Portellos. You have to have that. I've never had a hot dog there, but you have to get their their uh, Italian beef. Get it soaked in the juice and all that stuff. That is amazing. <laughs> you have to go to uh, uh, Giordano's Pizza. Get a get a pizza. If you cannot handle pizza sauce because you're old like me and it comes back to kill you, they have barbecue sauce, so you can have a barbecue pizza, and it's amazing. I I had like two of them last time I was there, so it is it's great fun. And I will say, uh, right in the Overweiss, I can't say oh, yeah. enough about Overweiss. <laughs> uh, right next to the hotel is um, True Lux restaurant. Oh, the steak place. And the cheapest thing on the menu at the time was a $40 <laughs> six ounce sirloin steak or something. I bet it's it amazing. Expensive. It was 100% worth it. It was the best steak I've ever had. There you go. So. And so I'm from, sure other people have found better, whatever. But for me, that's so far, that's the best I've had. There you go. From foodies who play Blood Bowl, there's some good food there. And the hotel food wasn't bad either. I had that last time I was there. Um, oh, yeah. Just on the other side of the heart, uh, on the other side of the highway in the little shopping district, apparently there's a really good barbecue joint too. And there's a movie um, theater. Right if you're coming with a partner and they want something to do, there's a chocolate place. Again, oh, this was chocolate like, place? Yeah, there's some like candy store over there. But this was there's like a whole bunch of stuff. two or three years ago whenever I went. So No, I think the only real big thing that closed was the the big German beer stuba. Oh, okay. Um that was that was there. Which was it was it was a, a neat joint, but it, um yeah, I think COVID COVID crushed it. Um, there are some restaurants that were able to keep the social distance aspect and the, the spaced out parties type thing, mm-hmm. but the ones that were catered towards cramming as many people into a space <laughs> as possible didn't quite have the same feel. Um, so, Speaking of, are there any COVID requirements this year or is that all lifted? Man, it's like sure. I, I'm going by. I've I've always gone by what the state recommendations are. Mm-hmm. Uh, JB JB Pritzker gets a, a, a gets roasted in Illinois by people talking about and all the restrictions that he had and blah blah blah. But like the things that he placed um, over the state and whatnot were, you know, fairly conservative. And did a decent job of you know mitigating spread in one of the largest cities in the country uh, and the surrounding areas. So, I mean, we don't have any mask mandates. Some businesses still require masks. Chicago doesn't like Chicago proper doesn't have a mask mandate. Um, But my church that's downtown, we have like instituted a thing um, that says masks are encouraged. Um, Hmm. And so like I'm double backs, double boosted, so it's like, and and I've had COVID um, this past Christmas, so like I'm not really concerned. But when I go into my church, I put on a mask. If I'm, even if I'm sitting like a pew away from people, I'm sitting way up in the balcony. Like I just, that's kind of the culture. And so in that place, I will. And okay. in the hotel, I doubt anybody's going to need to wear a mask. And if they want you to, then they'll put a sign up. 
and then we'll all do that. But no, no, um, no vaccination requirement. Everybody should just get vaccinated. Like vaccinated folks, if you haven't been, like, it'd be really great. <laughs> Let's get more. Like, yeah. I want to get more. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, everybody, get to... registered. As people who run tournaments, we know having that money in pocket ahead of time really helps us pay the bills for the tournament ahead of time. So, uh, help Jeff out. Get get registered at least with that uh, initial. You know, hey, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to try to be there. And then you can add on stuff afterwards. Yes. No, we've already got it. We've got, after the first weekend, we've got like 42 people signed up. So Wow. That, that's really good, actually. So, you know what else? Got 15 what? of them I've never heard of before. See, that's what I'm telling you. Never seen the NAF name. We had. Don't know who they are. Even one from Chicago. I was like, we I have had, no idea who you are, and you're probably like 20 minutes away from me. We had so but many people register, let's go. come to Oklahoma Bowl for the first time, and we had nobody back out, aside from the one person from California who didn't think he was going to make it anyways. So I really think if you have oh, a so max of how one... How much of a turnover are you talking? Hmm? We had nobody. So you had, like, so you had practically... Nobody that came to the last Oklahoma Bowl no, came no, no, to no. this one? Nobody no, dropped out. Like of all the people, normally if you have like a hundred and, like for us, if we have 40 people registered to come, it's usually about 10% that drop. So that day comes around and like four people just don't show up for whatever reason. Oh, you know, like okay. Their car broke down or they don't have a, yeah. you know, their, their, their work check got bounced or something so they don't have the money or yeah. the kid fell in the pool and <laughs> so this <laughs> year we had none of that and we had two or three people show up the day of yeah so we had more people oh. at the then end of the planned. day yeah. than we yeah then we planned the night before which is a first oh, that so is a first that is a that's like it's a precedent center like i, I really don't do things yeah. i think people are ready to get out and do things yep. again yes. and live life because we feel a little bit safer now and I think Blood Bowl is, you know, whether I like the new Bash Blood Bowl versus the old rules or not, I think more people are playing. And I think that's a good sign. And I think there's good events going on in a lot of places. And that just grows the community over and over and over again. Yeah. So, yeah. So I really I think that if you do want to get want to go, make sure to register early because I, I fully expect you to max out. I would be surprised if you don't. I hope I'm that's a nice that. problem that you have. Yeah. I'm a little concerned about managing that many people. Um, the production person in me is concerned about the audio. I don't want people to have to like <laughs> wonder what I'm saying. I need to go spec out something and get some better speakers. Or I think they have an internal PA system at the hotel. I just need to test it out there um, before I pony up the money for that versus buying something. If we uh, could, ex- if we could deep ex- lungs. Or if we can export the audio into uh, Discord, then everyone can uh, just sign on to the Discord and listen through their earphones or earbuds. Oh, get out of here. Get out but of then, here, Steve. But then there's, then there's crazy delay. Um, yeah. Yeah, but... And like, Don't listen to Steve. He just has fancy ideas, uh, but they're unrealistic <laughs> to do. It's a no, fabulous idea. They're realistic. Yeah, I just have no idea how to do them. 
It's a whole yeah, different thing. Break the space-time continuum, and I like end up talking to myself, and then yeah. things will get really weird. So, okay. Well, I believe no. audio, audio, audio. I need to, I need to address audio if they're going to have that large of a number of people. Hopefully, um, you do. But is there anything? Mike can yell. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we let you go? Um. Because we can always have you back see. on later too. Because we'll be going over our builds if we can go. Oh, will you have me on again before the tournament? We can. You no, want to be on? Oh, people get sick of me. They don't want to. They didn't log in to hear me. People Let me can, tell you something. Uh, they get sick of us. Like I, <laughs> I really don't know how many people log in don't. anymore to hear us. Nope. We might be doing this just for like me and Steve's. Like you know, we think we're cool, but we're really not. So. People set their alarms to you. People wake up in the morning to you. They set up their thing and they would like wake up in the morning and the podcast starts and then oh, get out of here. Kind of the first things in their ears ringing, oh, up, ringing in the new day. If people oh, want, birds chirping. I will gladly start a daily morning <laughs> podcast where I can play music and give you the weather and talk about new Blood Bowl tournaments coming up. <laughs> It's 6.42 in the morning where I'm at. I have no fucking idea where you're at, but. <laughs> you're giving the local traffic even though they're not here. I used to I used to do that all the time when I was training people because we'd have, you know, I'd have a class and we'd basically goof off for about five minutes before we could get started because we had to wait for everybody to log in with the systems issues and stuff. So it was normally like I'd lead in with a song and some goofy song and like, that's Digital Underground with Do the Stanky Leg. Coming up next is, you know, blah, blah, blah. They just do goofy stuff. It was fun. <laughs> At least for me. Yeah, they probably got sick of it, but whatever. Oh, they got sick of you. I don't care. It's <laughs> the good thing about having power. You just get away with it. They let you do it. <laughs> Wow. Uh, that, that is Steve Kilowaki Campbell, everybody. <laughs> the views of Steve Kilowaki Campbell do not represent the the views of Jeff Gallenbeck or Scott Fry. <laughs> I tried to give you an out earlier, and you didn't take it. So, <laughs> All right. We are going to wrap this up, and we will be back with the next segment. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to talk about some miscellaneous Blood Bowl topics. Um, would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first, Steve? Well, one thing we want to bring up is last time we were talking about a couple of things, and I did ask you how it was facing the new Norse, because you had a lot of opinions about that off the That's air. That's interesting that you bring that up, because Gary asked me that same question earlier today. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> um. Because he was talking about like looking at the roster and the little pigs being the MVP and stuff like that. I did tell him like it was really annoying for our game because it felt like, and I don't remember the exact stats. I'm saying it felt like that the little pigs, every time I knocked down four guys, for about the first 75% of the game, those little pigs <laughs> were like 80% accurate on getting players up. So, you know, you knock four players down, you end your turn. And you think that's okay. They got to pick these guys up. They're going to waste, you know, their activation. Mm -hmm. But when the little pig 
<laughs> gets them to stand up, and then they can block or do whatever they need to do. It's a pain in the butt. So let's harp on that just a little bit, because that's one of the main new things about that team that is kind of controversial, because is it overpowering? Is it not? Now, you, we always do a little bit of hyperbole whenever we speak. So you said 80% of the time. Do you think it was that? For about the first 75% of the game. Okay. It did seem like it worked a lot at the front. And I really think, like, I think the guy was pretty accurate at the front end of the game. Okay. So was it truly not game-breaking, but was it truly worth the cost of having them on the team to get those people up and hit and move and stuff? Um, in As my the opponent. one game I yeah. saw, yeah. I would say, yeah, it was probably worth keeping him around because you have that little guy to, you know, foul, yeah. assist, whatever you need him to do. Um, they can dodge and move around and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think people are going to find their worth there. Um, you know, they can't do much beyond that, but yeah, I don't know. In the one game I saw, it was more useful than I thought it would be. Let's yeah, I know. This, and this is kind of dumb. Is one one game you saw, so whatever. We'll know more right. probably after a few, couple what weekends I from now. What I think might be more detrimental to the team is, you know, that drunkard where they have to, you know, one or two and they yeah. fall down. Like, really? That didn't really come up, but I can just see that. I mean, like. Ones always seem to sneak up on you, anyways. When you need to go for it, yeah. You know, you got to re-roll. You need to go for it, so then you can get the assist to blitz somebody. And you always waste that re-roll on the go for it or the rush, I should say. So, the ones and twos might be a big pain in the butt. Yeah, I can't it, really. It didn't, it didn't show its ugly head in our game, really. But like, I can see how that can it can matter. Ever since going to a Oracle Cup, where I put two and two together and like the best I've ever done was the least amount of going for it I've ever done. I noticed that that's a trend. Like if you need to go for it, that's when you start having problems. And, but again, there's plenty of times where that one extra movement can come in super handy. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like if you're doing it a ton, it's going to be detrimental, but if it's just once in a while, I mean, what you say is, I mean, it's everything's seems, situational, I guess. It's very like obvious in some ways because you know, Blood Bowl really is about not you rolling more dice to try to do things. It's mm-hmm. trying to minimize how many dice you do roll. Yeah, and maybe that's what it you. does: is it forces you as a Norse coach to be better in actually setting up plays and movement and being more conservative than trying to go for it a lot and put yourself out in positions you who knows i think uh you know time will tell on this and then maybe watching some of the better players in the world play norris will uh, give us uh, a bigger insight on like what's good what's bad what's not yeah um, so I, I don't know i still think the new models are very beautifully they done. are yes um it kind of makes me mad that I have to uh, change some of my team. You know, there's some positionals that I'll never really get to play with again because they don't have a thrower anymore. They don't have a, yeah. a runner anymore. They have a Valkyrie, but I can still make it work. Yeah. So. You didn't get me to buy a new team yet. 
GW. <laughs> Luckily, somebody bought two box sets, and I got to buy their pigs from them. So. Oh, nice. If anyone yeah. is looking to offload some pigs, I will be happy to buy them off you or take them off you. I got to find out where I've stashed those pigs, though, since I currently don't know where they're at. But, and then I'd have to get them painted. So. Yeah, like I, I want to do that Minotaur team for ogres or whatever. But also, I also know that I'm never going to play it, so what's the matter? I could also do <laughs> right. it in 10 years from now when the boars are probably going to go for a dollar each, and I'll worry about it then. Yeah, maybe, yeah. All right. So, is that what you, that was your sure. big question? That was one of them, yeah. That was one of them. You got more? Well, the other one was uh, you also mentioned you had thoughts about the Amazon with the team of legends, because we talked about. It's oh, rumored yeah. that that's so, going to be the next one, and we both what? think they're probably going to put a unicorn on there. Okay, let's talk about the Team of Legends really quick. Yeah. Uh, you might have to pull up on your computer. How many Team of Legends are left that have not been made? That's a good question. I don't know. Let me look. So we what? have Amazons. Chaos Dwarf, Chaos Renegades, which that has been nope. done. Yeah, that's been done. Uh, Chaos Chosen. Wait, what am I looking at? What? What is yeah, this? You might be looking at something else. You must be looking at... Oh, this at is the old team. team of Legends. Okay, so uh, here's what I, I think is accurate. Uh, we still don't have Vampire. Right. We don't have Doom Kings. Right, Chaos we Dwarves. Do not, we do not have Chaos Dwarves, and we do not have Amazons. And High Elves. It, and high elves. I'm sorry, you're right. There's five. There's five of them left. And sea elves. <laughs> and Slon. And Kislev. Well, but yes, <laughs> but yes, of the official, just those. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say the ones GW has remade. Right. I still think we'll, we might see Kislev at some point or something. Similar. I wouldn't doubt it. No. Or a Slanesh team or something like Jeffro mentioned in the last segment, you know, that they can hop around or something. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to get a leafy team at some point because um, if Blood Bowl's doing well, we're going to keep seeing new teams, especially if they ever do make these last five teams. So when Blood Bowl came out in 2016, you know, we they only had a few teams with the official new stats, the new new models, and then everything changed with 2020. We got the passing stat, and they, they redid everything, mm -hmm. you know, luckily. And we were blessed that they did all the teams of Legend as well. Mm -hmm. But I think in – I was talking to Joe Smith about this in uh, Springfield, Missouri, during the weekend of the tournaments. I <clears> – everybody's going to hate me for saying this. I am fine with them keeping the teams of Legends around. But if you told me tomorrow, breaking news, uh, GW's doing away with the teams of legend until they make those teams, I think I would actually be okay with it. Because every team that GW puts out has their new twist on it. And while you can say the team of legends list came from GW, so Scott, they already have their twist on it. Mm -hmm. I don't buy that. I think that team of legends is just to get people to shut up and leave them alone. Yeah. As we saw with the Norse, they tweaked and changed things. Yeah, of course. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure that there's like a totally level playing field 
Now, I'm not saying like Amazons are winning every tournament. That's why I'm worried about this. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, I just think the other teams are all kind of, as well as GW can do, balance or <laughs> unbalanced. They're all built within the same rule set, whether these are not. Right. I can see that. Correct. And even Joe mentioned that. And I think I, specifically, I, to your point, is Swan. And we'll see this think... at Chaos Cup probably because, oh man, that leap now when it's hard to, for anyone else to leap and the agility, that's, that's a rough. I mean, I love Chaos Dwarves, but I'm sick of Chaos Dwarves. Yeah. I'm sick of them. No, I'm just, oh yeah, because everyone's taking them with the stars. Yeah, I can see that. I, I'm sick of them. Like, really, just, and I love them. And I would love to pull out my team and play with them, but it, I'm so sick of them. I don't even want to play with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, if you took those five teams away, we'd still have 23 choices. Yeah, there's which no is need. Quite a um, now, like I said, there's somebody out there who has one team, and you know, it might be Tomb Kings and they just love the Kimri Tomb Kings. And I'm not trying to hurt that player's feelings or anything, but I'm just saying if news broke that they're doing away with team of legends and like you have to run a special format tournament for those at the NAF, let's say yeah. NAF's doing away with them. You could only run them at classic events or something like that. I'd be totally down with that because we, all these other teams have these kind of quirky new rules and you know, I assume play tested somewhat, I mean, it's hard not to believe that Amazons are not going to get changed. Yeah. Tomb King is not going to get changed. No, they definitely will. Chaos Wars are for sure going to get changed. Of some, And Vampires, I think, are going to really have a change. So, like, I think it's... Uh, I'd be really fine with doing away with some Teams of Legends for a while. I'm, That's just me. Yeah. I'm, I don't disagree because, really... Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. We're seeing Chaos Dwarves a ton. And I don't like seeing Leap everywhere now. Amazons, they're fine, but they're definitely going to be changed. Oh, I think they're going to be changed. I think you might get a few positions that are maybe a little tougher. They might combine some positions. Yeah. Like the catcher and thrower might combine. And I think you're going to see a, a big guy, maybe in the form of a unicorn or something like a zote, something like that. Oh, I think Zote we're going would be interesting. I do think we're going to get a big guy of some sort. I yeah. mean, it could be a dinosaur or something. Oh, that'd be cool. You know? Yeah, a dinosaur might be too much, but I would be down for it. Definitely. I mean, I very much think, like, vampire's going to get changed. I think we're going to have, like, a a big boss vampire guy, and then we're going to have some other vampires and stuff like that. So, Well, I don't know. Because we just like Amazon, if they get tougher people and a big guy, isn't that just copying Norse at that point? No, I, I think we might get a vampire that has, like, access to a passing skill while the other ones do not, is what I'm getting at. Oh. Yeah. Kind of like how Runt Punter has okay. access to just the, the passing skills while yeah. the other one doesn't. I think we might get one vampire that's supposed to be kind of like, I don't know, a vampire thrower, a vampire alpha. Okay. <laughs> the pack leader. Yeah. And then we have minor things there. But I, I don't that, know. Yeah, that, that's different at least, because... Current it, speculation, though, is what Amazon is what people yeah. are thinking is next. I don't know Although why, they're... but yeah. I'd know. be fine with it. I like Amazons. My current league team, so. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you do. But they're going to change it on you, so you have to buy more models. Maybe. <laughs> Would I just change what I have? Yeah, We shall that's, see. That's the most difficult thing. I need somebody to paint about six miniatures for me for very like four different teams so I can <laughs> integrate them into like, oh, here's the two Norse players. Here's the two um, Underworld Denizens players. <laughs> yeah. But here's the Rat Ogre for your uh, Chaos Renegade team. Are you happy now, Scott? No. They're going to change something else. Yeah, they, they will. Until they get out of it, which is probably no time soon. I thought you would totally disagree with me on this. Why? I don't know. I just thought that you would be like, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying take away some teams until they're made. It's been long enough, right? So it has been a while since the old rules. Six years? Mm Mm-hmm. So at this point, yeah. Like, or they should just revamp them, but they're not going to. Like, no, they're not vampires they are to. revamped in a way because that skill doesn't exist anymore. But I don't know. I mean, really, if I had my Drethers, in you know, like a month and a half, we get some Amazons, and then two months from now, we get the High Elves, and then two months from that, we get the Chaos Dwarves. And by the end of 2023, all these teams exist, and I get a nice, fluffy Spike magazine, and I'm like super happy. And then they can go back and redo the Spike magazines for, like, just yeah. give us all the lore from the human perspective. Like, I would be fine if the- they just did, like, a, a Spike annual and then added the four teams. No new models. Just do the Spike. And you can do the models later. No one's going to care. Uh, they care. They want, they want to get you all up front. I they do. Absolutely, they do. So. And it works, so... They don't want third-party people having the new stats out and then uh, yeah. changing the teams. I mean, that's true. They, they, know, they know that that happens, and I and I totally get it. That's their property and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, if I if I had a board game and I got on the internet and saw everybody copying and changing stuff, that pissed me off too. So yeah, for sure. Um, well, that was my main commentary about all this. So let's talk about the Cripple unknown. Uh-huh. Didn't you have an unknown thing to talk about, or was that it? That was it. I was oh. going to say, like, banish those teams. I, I hit the microphone. That was my bad. Sorry, everybody. You're being, you're being the noisy guy today. I know, Well, I moved the room, and now the mic's in a different position, and my automatic responses are not used to it yet. Gotcha. But, yeah, um, oh. I know. I, that's yeah. cool. If that's it, then that's fine. Yeah, that was the main thing. I was just kind of... Me and Joe was talking about it. We had a good little discussion about it and just threw ideas off each other. Anyways, um, let's talk about the next tournament we're going to go to. This yeah. is the Cripple Peak Challenge or Cripple Peak Tournament that's uh, 2022. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's a Blood Bowl tournament that has a lot of crazy rules, to be honest with you. Um, but the main thing is, is it is played within three hours of where we live. So we can drive to it all in a Saturday and drive home in a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's only three rounds, which helps in going there in the morning and coming back in the night. Mm-hmm. It's fairly cheap. It's like, if you're listening to this, this is like a week before the event, you can still sign up for 15 bucks. Um, and 
Where's it at, Steve? It's at Bone Daddy's Barbecue. That's right. So I hope this place is amazing because I'm ready to sit around and play Blood Bowl all day and lose and eat some good barbecue food. Yeah, it's in Arlington, Texas for anyone who is curious. If you can make it, awesome. Please do. Yeah. Uh, you can. It's a, run by Dean Piper, who normally runs events down in Austin. I think their Bone Daddy's closed, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And he said that these guys were more than happy to accommodate us and let us come in and play Blood Bowl all day and um, eat some barbecue. So I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah. Uh, this, this whole tournament is like a, a Clan Skyrim themed event, which is like Skaven and stuff. And so it's kind of, on the surface, it looks like an event. So you get 30 points for a win. You get, um, is it 20 for uh, a tie, I believe? And then 10 points for a loss. But you get, here's your bonus points. 30, 20, 10. Yep. Your bonus points are 10 points for a touchdown. That's bonus. So if you lose two two to one, you still get 20 points because you get that bonus 10 points per touchdown. No max. Uh, one point per casualty caused by blocking. Two points if you submit the correct game report before the tournament organizer calls time. And so uh, after the last round, you get two points if you have accepted your roster entry fee and registration received by the fourth. I mean, you've missed that. So we will only be getting one point, a bonus point, if uh, all of our stuff is received by the 18th. With that said, so this is designed, and even in his fluff, he talks about how they really only want like Skaven teams here to score a bunch of points and because touchdowns are the way to go. So he's designed the point system to kind of really encourage people to play elves, Skaven, fast teams that score, not the bashy teams. Right. And typically, the team that wins is going to score more than the team that lost. That makes sense. The only issue comes down to maybe the last round when the top two teams are playing against each other. One team may have, you know, five more touchdowns than someone else, but they could lose the match. And by losing, yeah, you only lose by 20 points and then they lost by one. So 30 point difference is caught up and they would still win the event. Yeah, so the awards are straight up. It goes by standings on overall points as the champion. So in theory, I guess somebody could lose every game, but like lose like seven to six somehow. I guess. Yeah. I mean that that's true. That is possible. It'd be in some weird, weird random thing, but yeah. Right. Um, all his little awards are you know, kind of fluffed up to be like a scaveny type things. Mm-hmm. The biggest rat is like the person with the most fan favorites. And there's the gutter runner award team with most touchdowns. Um, his rules are one, 1 million build. And I want to talk about this because these are some of the craziest rules I've seen <laughs> in a while. These, um, if Dean gives you ideas for spiky cup, I'm going to throw up because I don't want to have to deal with this when I had to run this. So uh, Dean is letting people pick a stadium that you write down on your, you know, your register sheet or whatever. From the current and so zone. You, for the tournament. So you have, let's say you have the stadium that has the uh, water in it. So when you fall down, it's a softer fall. And let's say I have the stadium that has the old Astro granite in it. Yeah. At the beginning of the game, 
we have fictional unlimited money. And secretly, we're going to write down on a piece of paper to see who plays on what stadium. I, in theory, could go, here's, I'm going to secretly put 100, and you put 90, and I win. So we get to play in my stadium. But I gave you $100,000 now in inducements. Mm-hmm. You could, you can build your team lower. You could not take the full skill package because you get money, you get 200K for skills. Yeah. And then you can add the money you have in between and then do inducements right there on the spot every game. Yeah. So what I'm, why I'm bringing this up is, is in theory, if you wanted to take Griff, you do not outright have to put Griff on your roster. You could wait until your matchup and go, oh, I'm actually covered here. I don't need Griff. I need a, a basher. I'll take Zug instead. You could just like buy have- 11 halflings, or snotlings for that matter, and take a halfling chef and to just take all the inducements you want. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I don't think I'm going to do this, but I thought, like, in some ways it would be fun. I'd have to take a lot of models. I could take two treemen, ten halflings, and just wait and see what the inducements are. Then after all the bidding is done, because I could even bid a lot for my stadium, and if I win, you know, no no big deal. Now I only have, you know, Five hundred thousand dollars in inducements to buy stuff. So I'll yeah, take but... a grip, and I'll take a halfling chef, and I'll take an extra team reroll. You know, and a weather mage. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I Crazy. don't. I don't want to to shit on it or try to subvert it or anything. But I, I would. I'm going to have to look at the stadiums, but right now I can't imagine ever bidding on them. You know, that's what I keep thinking too. Is like I'm going to write one down. Am I ever going to bid more than like 20k on them? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I just don't know. And part of it is, is I don't know. I have. I, I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, I might face a team that you know is soft, and I want to you know play with the Astro Granite for the whole weekend. And really. And, with uh, with a hundred with a million, better way of saying it, with a million, um, and then two hundred k in skills. It's hard to fit a lot of the new teams in cohesively and have rerolls. I I told Dean, um, you know, he told me up front. He's like, I am trying a lot of weird stuff. I like it. Turn. I like it a lot because um, it is different. I like this much. better than like giving people one point five and just figure it out. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I have had to really rack my brain. I still haven't decided on a team yet as of this recording because, like, you know, I don't like playing teams if I can't get 11, more than, you know, like 12. If I can't get 12 guys, I don't really like to play with them because I'm always yeah. running down on in. I want to play with the theme and take a Skaven or a Wood Elf or like an Elf team, but you can only get exactly 11 guys mm-hmm. with, like, hardly any rerolls. And, like, it's tough. And, Dean goes, if you're thinking about overthinking it, then that's what I wanted. I want people to yeah. really have to make choices because there's so many routes you can go. You could take a human team and still not take a bunch of skills because you have so many built-in skills and try to milk the inducements when it comes time to pick the inducements right before kickoff. Mm-hmm. So it's just, 
it's interesting it's different and he also to throw all that in on you he has a thing with um whoever has the last casualty in your matchup there's a thing called the horn uh, like the the horn of the great uh whatever the rat great horn rat yeah Great Horn Rats. So you can get this thing to kind of help boost you on kickoff table results, which I think is cool because I can toggle back and forth. I could win it from you for three turns, and then you could injure one of my guys and get it right back. Um, he also has a kickoff table that you roll 2d12s on. And there's, so, there's also the blood-soaked pitch, don't forget. If your opponent uh, suffers a casualty for any reason... That's the rat. You thing. become blessed by the great horned rat. While you have the horn of the great horned rat, you may add one to any D three or D six. Okay, that is what you meant. To, that is what I meant. You explained it better, so I'm glad you. Yeah, said you that. add to any D three or D six roll while resolving the kickoff table, which could really throw you know momentum. I mean, a blitz, yeah, it still sucks, but having a plus three to that or whatever. So well, you could also, anyway. yeah, I I don't know. Anyways, it's interesting. We have a roll two D12s. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's awesome. Some of the results are the normal results in here, but there is a lot of uh, crazy little other ones here. Like number 16 is trip. Each player on the line of scrimmage for the receiving team may take a block action following all normal rules for a block, except the player may not follow up. So, like, right from the bat, I could block everybody backwards and have, like, some guys freed up for when it is my turn. So, anyways, it's interesting. So, more than anything, I just thought there was a lot of crazy rules that make Spiky Cup almost look, <laughs> look like a normal tournament. Almost. Yeah. I mean, and, it kind of does. And in some ways, it's, you know, Spiky rewards all the injuries and KOs. Mm -hmm. And this one rewards all the touchdowns and stuff. So... My brain doesn't know where to go. Do I take the? Do I just go like it doesn't matter what I take because I'm not going to win this thing because the most touchdowns I've ever scored in a tournament game is maybe three, <laughs> and it's very rare. So Man. do I just take dwarves and go bash and try to win this this casualty award? If the or... rules hadn't changed, I'd be taking pro elves, no doubt. Yeah, but with the yeah. way the rules are, nah, nah, man, passing. No. Well, and that's I why I think different. I'm not good enough to take Slon. I if I was, then being able to leap over everybody with four agility and ignore all the tackle zones for landing, go for it. That seems like this the way one, to go. This is one of those times where I I wish the NAF would kind of relax on their like I love that they keep all the things ranked. I would have loved for Dean to like only pick 10 teams that you could pick from on this thing. And, yeah. And then go from there. Cause then you could get all your elf teams, your Skaven team, your underworld team. Mm -hmm. like, you, know, you, you play in that, but my brain can't figure this puzzle out. It's like, which direction do you go, Scott? Do you, do you just try the Skaven? Do you try the elf route and just try it with 11 players and see what happens? And then so, do you run up a guy who takes only bash. Cause he's just there to beat up the little guys. Or do I just play the two teams I haven't played yet, which is Old World Alliance and the Nobles? So, Question for you. If this was not NAF ranked, would you go? No. I mean, plain and simple, probably not. I mean, I'm so... It's the dumbest thing ever to <laughs> really to... Really to be like, 
blatantly honest, it's the dumbest thing ever to have that ranking thing with the NAF matters so much, but I just love to see the stat side of it. It's yeah. not the wins or losses or anything like that, but the NAF gets me to see the stats and okay. I, I do love that. So I mean, that's fair. I was just curious uh, because I mean, this is close. It's at barbecue place and there's no breaks for food. It's just straight up. If you're hungry, you get food. I mean, this is actually just, it caught me out of nowhere because it was listed on like, I think the NAF listed it on one of their little Facebook posts. And I was like, what the hell is this? How come I've never heard of it? And if I have heard of it, I guess I forgot about it. And it happens to be on a weekend that I don't have kids. It's close enough that we can carpool down, mm-hmm. play three rounds. We don't have to leave to go eat or anything. So in theory, like we won't be spending, I mean, we're going to spend money because it's a barbecue place, but yeah. we're not in four different places. We're not staying the night. We don't have to stay the night because we can go back. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to, by the end of the day, we're going to be like, I wish we would have stayed the night. But oh, no. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, this gets out at like seven because of no lunch break. That's true. I mean, it's a lot faster. Hopefully. That's 100% true. It's just weird. It's just really odd rules. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know which direction to go. We'll play with the theme, be the outliner who just, you know, the. The outsider who just takes orcs with mighty blow and bash the little guys, um, you know. See, and right now I don't have a good enough understanding to, of the rules to know how to score fast. Oh God, me neither. And you know somebody. Oh, you can take um, improvements too. Oh like yeah, you can that's take right. Plus one. I mean, Gary's thinking about taking what else with a ward answer with four strength. And I mean, that's going to be a pain in the butt. There's going to be people who do one who scored touchdowns on me because they just know how to do it, and it's going to really make me mad. I'm just telling you that right now. Okay, we need but, to end this segment because I want to ask you something. I don't want anyone else to know. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, if you're if you're listening to this, you're in the Oklahoma, Texas area, or you can travel it and you're crazy like Michael Lewis, jump in the car and get over here to Dean Piper's event, Cripple Peak 2022 it's on the NAF site. It, I think it would actually be a kind of a fun day. It'll be different. Oh, it'll be a and great day hanging out with honestly, everybody. It's June twenty fifth. You can go to bugmansbowl.com and see it. The biggest draw to this is it's at the barbecue place, because I always hear about other events like at a restaurant or a pub. Mm-hmm. So I want to experience this. Endless I've never got to beer. That are at the like breweries and stuff. I haven't done any of those yet. So. I did one. It was not fun. It was fine. It was just very painful, but. And very hot. Yeah, right. I hope this this will be. I think this will be a lot better. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So, so obviously, uh, next episode, unless we get a hair of our butt and decide to do one between now and then, we'll tell you how it went. Uh, they got two this month. I think they got enough. They they got to get better. You know, like if they want to love us, they got to really love us. Love us. <laughs> all right, we're gonna be back. <laughs> That's all I have, Steve. Do you have anything else? No, I'm good. All right, we'll be back with some shoutouts. And the final segment, the shouting and the outing. Shout outs. Shout outs! Actually, it is Pride Month, isn't it? So there could be outing. Yeah, shout outings. So shout out to all the gay Blood Bowl players. Oh, and listeners. Yeah, Yeah, true, honestly. Welcome to Both Down. We love you. And honestly, 
not to go off on a tangent, but we're going to be doing a lot of that because why not? This is what we do. It's nice that this community is so accepting. We've had friends come out as trans, gay, bi, whatever, and to almost a T, no one gives a shit. Not not in a bad way, but just like, yeah, dude, rock on. You do you. Or you go, girl. Power to 100%. you. Don't care. 100%. I, mean, I care because I want you to be happy and I want you to be living your best life and doing what you feel is right for you. Awesome. Other than that, no, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Yep. 100% agree. Um, so not a whole lot of shout outs this time. I don't think I had any written in. I didn't check the feeds. I didn't, I don't know. Um, I did forget to say, so I'll shout out Cyanide, I guess. Um, okay. I played a whole bunch of the Blood Bowl 3 beta the weekend, oh, or the uh, week it was out. How are you liking it? I'm enjoying it. The graphics are good. The commentary is still repetitive, just like annoying. Maybe that'll get better, but I doubt it. Um, they, it was limited in what you could do. It was only six teams. Um, it seemed like they were wanting um, the new teams to do better. Like any time I played against a Chaos Renegades team or any time I played a Chaos Renegade team, they were rolling lights out and clearing the pitch with the other team. Hmm. Like it was insane the amount of times that I would be down 10 people, you know? So I think they were probably trying to test something with that. And that's, you know, it's beta. That's what you get. Had a few issues. People or the computer? Actual people. Okay. So that was fun. Um, There was a couple of times like I just quit because like, Okay, I got three people left. There's nothing I can do. There's no chat feature currently, which sucked. So I couldn't be like, sorry, I'm just leaving because I don't care. Um, there was some bugs, but not too many horribly ones. There's a lot of customization. That'll be cool if they actually flesh that out completely and they don't try to microtransaction it. Because now when you make the team, you know, before you could pick the pattern and colors, you can still do that looks really good uh you can pick your team motto and freight you know stuff like that that's fine but you can also pick which pitch you want to play on they had about six different ones and they did have the effects so like the dark elf or the chaos pitches if you did what was required they transformed at the second half um they have the ability for you to pick custom dice custom coach custom cheerleaders um, again, those didn't have any options currently, but I'm sure that they will once the game actually gets implemented. Custom dice would be neat. Um, overall, though, it was, it was fun. I mean, it's the new rules. I never tried to jump over anybody. I should have done that. Well, you still have time before the next podcast. Well, they, go jump. they closed the beta again. Oh, It was only well, open for mind. like a week. But you don't have time. No, I didn't think about it. Um, because I was just trying to play the games as I normally would. Um, da, 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 trying to think of anything that stood out. Nothing really. Overall, it seemed good. And in the questionnaire at the end that they send out, uh, they asked about a lot of the graphical interface stuff. 
if mm-hmm. you liked the way it was presented, if you would, because I guess there was options to change how the skills and stuff looked. And I saw that listed on the keyboard that they show you. And you can hit the button and it changes how it's presented. I didn't realize to the extent that it changed stuff, so I didn't do it. Um, so they're still trying to figure out which way to go when they present it to someone. It did not have, at least for this, and again, it's a beta, in the in 2, when you start the game and you go to Jim and Bob, and they have mm-hmm. the, the ball, ball there, it didn't have that. It just kind of went straight to a, a starting screen, and you pick your teams and stuff. But again, it's beta, so it's probably not going to be implemented. Mm. But overall, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to it. I'll buy it when it comes out. I keep bugging them, telling them, hey, we're press. Can we get some information on this? And they're like, yeah, we told the North American people to sign you up. I'm like, they haven't yet, so can you please? (laughs) Well, not everybody loves this, Steve. Well, no. I mean, it happens. There's like four people still listening, so they love us. That's fair. Not everybody loves this. Um, Um, Big shout out to Jeffro for coming on, talking about Chaos Cup. Shout out to Jeffro. Um, shout out to Dean and his tournament. We'll be out here in just a couple of days. Do we want to break the fourth wall a little bit and talk about how we're recording this after the the event opened and how many people he's already sold? You're 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 like my ex-wife who asks a question, but you really don't want the truthful answer because you're either going to ruin no, I, it, I'm what you just did, or. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. leading up to it so that if you say yes, We're we can actually do segment. it. Or oh, I, yeah. could, I could I actually go know. back and cut it because I do have right. the power to do that. So Yeah, you're, you're not going to do that. So. I could. Yes, but... we recorded the Jeffro segment a few days ago. So here we are today doing the shout-out segment. And yes, Jeffro has said, what, what did he say, one-third? One-third of the way and half the people from last time. Which is pretty crazy. Ah, uh, yes, it is. So, so, if you were thinking about going to Chaos Cup, I would sign up very soon. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to wait too long because I'm 95 percent sure I'm not going, but I really want one of those fields. So, <laughs> I need to sign up soon. Pretty sure you can just buy go. the field without signing up, but oh, you think? Well, of course. I guess so. You can get I it from that... someone too if you. I mean, sign up and get all the swag, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to miss out on the cool coin. That's true. Which, which uh, since we're breaking the fourth wall, as Steve says, we've seen it. It looks really cool. It does. So, uh, it's a pretty cool thing, uh, coin and stuff. So, Yeah, so you guys should be excited. And if, you just, if you're thinking, you shouldn't think too much longer. You should really sign up and mm-hmm. get a seat before. Um, I mean, it'd be crazy if you stole that thing out. I fully expect him to. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Kind of makes me sad that I'm probably not going now. Well, figure it out. You got three months. Yeah. I got uh, some band fees. <laughs> you know, my daughter, I, I'm sure I've already griped about this on this podcast, but, um, you know, not only does she in band, so she has the normal band fees for a marching band, but she's part of the color guard, uh. which costs like an additional, I think, 150 to 175 more. Because their costumes change every year. So it's it's pretty, like, it's wonderful that she's, like, uh, trying new things. And I'm happy for her. But it's going to cost me 
nearly two hundred dollars more. Yeah, it's pretty great. Kids suck, don't they? <laughs> and, yeah, and my body's falling apart, and like I, you know, I'm just trying to put gas in my car. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Thank God the students are still coming into the academy, so I have been getting plenty of hours. But you know, uh, I'm glad to work from home. Oh, I bet you are. That saves you a lot of yes. money. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, but I, don't, you know, I don't have anything else. Okay, um, I think that's all I have too. I, I kind of want to give a shout out to um, our league guys. We've had a you know our Blood Bowl league has slowly grown even to this month. We've had a and then a new player jump on the scene and want to play, even though he probably will not qualify for playoffs. He just said, "I want to play some Blood Bowl. I'm really happy to see people are playing Blood Bowl." So um, I think that's just really cool. Um, I think people, I think with COVID and everything, people are ready to get out and do stuff and yep. try, try to live again. So and go to tournaments. This is the biggest league we've had so far. So uh, people wise, so yeah. It's, it, it's nice to see that, and I think you get to play the new guy. I think this Saturday. Mm-hmm. I have it scheduled for six. Nice. You better play quick. I think the storm only stays open until eight. Oh, does it? So I could, maybe it's nine on Saturdays. It's not till midnight like it used to be. I didn't realize. the The wizard customer has changed over the years. They've all grown up and have kids, so they're they're more than willing to stay out on a on a Thursday night till midnight. But they do not want to stay out on a Saturday because they have family stuff to do. So it's just fair enough. Different. No, just check the times on that. That's all I'm telling you. Okay, we'll do. All right. Um, that's all I have. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and um, wish us luck at the cripple. Peak. Peak tournament. I cannot say that. I want to say Cripple Creek. Really, Up on really... Cripple Creek. Yeah, guys. I think there's a Cripple Creek golf course here in Oklahoma. Yeah, there's a Cripple Creek song. Cripple Creek song? Yeah. For real? Yeah. I don't know if I know this. Oh, there is a Cripple Creek golf course. Oh, it's not in Oklahoma. Well, I'm I'm way wrong, everybody. There's one in Delaware, though. <laughs> Am I having a stroke, or are you no, like... No, here you go. That's by the band. Okay. The band what? The band. Is that from like a porno movie? The band. The band, the band. Oh, okay. Which I probably have mentioned this. I think I've played it at the end one episode. Shout out to Animaniacs writers who did that whole who's on stage, the band, yes. The whole Woodstock with Slappy Squirrel version of who's on first. Amazing writing. Okay. I'll trust you on that. Okay. I almost never go back and listen to our episodes. I don't blame you. Why would you? Why would I listen to myself? I know. Why does anybody listen to us at this point? I listen to me because uh, we have. I have to edit it, but that's about it. I know. I understand. Thank you for everybody listening to us. For Steve, I am Scott, and I'm out of here, but I'm going to let Steve get the final word. Go. Bye.
You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Welcome to Both Down, episode 134. This is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowoggy. Well, wow, I messed up for one time. Good wow. lord, dude. Wow. <laughs> I was, I was, I have it behind the screen for the recording because I'm down to one screen where I'm using the other one for work still. Oh, and I, God. I toggled and I lost my train of thought. You are old. Well, it so was, what happens when you can become 60. There's a first time for everything. Okay, let's try that again. Welcome to episode 134 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From Cripple Creek. I, oh, not Cripple. What? <laughs> Cripple Creek. A <laughs> little Crick. different, but yeah, that's I good. Can, I, I can't even get it out of my mouth. Cripple <laughs> Creek. All right, let's do it again. Okay. Okay. <laughs>